I, like I walked around, I just felt uncomfortable. And then as soon as I took my dress off and just walked around in my bra and panties, I was like, okay, now I'm way more comfortable. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little differently, and in its core, our show is about hearing and learning from different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily represent those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, you should probably keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, we'd suggest finding a different show or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 34. We're Finn and Emma. And we're minutes away. Well, a lot of minutes. Like (laughs) Like like five hours. Like five hours from getting on an airplane to go to Desire with the Life on the Swing Set team. Woohoo! Yay! However, when you listen to this, we will already be at Desire because this was recorded in the past. Right. Yeah, true. Do you understand? <laughs> no, not You don't at get all. it? <laughs> Before we get into any of the information about tonight, today, whatever time of the day you're listening's episode, uh, we just wanted to mention something that we've mentioned quite a few times, which is We love hearing from people, and we always respond, and we usually respond very quickly. So if you have written us an email or reached out and we haven't responded, one of two things has happened. Either we didn't get your message, which is not likely, or when we tried to respond, your email address was incorrect, and we weren't able to respond. So this actually happened roughly two weeks ago or a week or so ago from when Uh, you're listening to this, somebody had emailed us, and when she did that, her name starts with an L, so if this is you listening, we tried to respond to your email, and we couldn't. We wrote a nice long response, and then I hit send, and then it came right back to me and said, yeah, no, this person doesn't exist. Yeah, so please reach back out to us. We want to communicate with you, and we'd love to hear back from you, so please reach out again, and we will try to email you back. And that goes for everybody. Yes. That we love hearing from everybody. Now, tonight, today, whatever, we already, co- <laughs> we already covered this. Uh, we have an awesome interview with Sean and Jess. They are a couple who reached out to us and wanted to come on the show. Uh, they share so much awesome stuff. They've been to Desire. They have a really funny coming out story. It's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. They, I don't know. There, it's a really fun conversation, and they were sitting at the camp or in their backyard by the pool, right? Yeah, this was when we rec- interviewed with them. This was recorded back during the summer, so if if you're hating winter, it's coming on. Um, <laughs> Still fall right now. Yeah, but it's going to be winter soon yeah. for the people in the northern hemisphere. That's true. Uh, this will be a nice little warm you up, sitting by the fire during the summer kind of episode. Yeah. So real quick, we will get to the episode. I don't think we have time to mention our favorite. Because <laughs> we've res- rambled too much. Our favorite. Or res- someone has rambled too much. Someone keeps interrupting me. <laughs> so, so rude. We don't have time to mention our favorite resource for getting STD checks, which is stdcheck.com, where you can save $10 if you use the link on our website. Or we definitely don't have time to mention Cassidy. Right. And how you could get a 30-day free trial if you use the links on our website. So maybe we should just head to the... Well, first off, we do have time to mention our website, which is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And you can find us on Twitter or Cassidy under the screen name NNM Podcast. Now we can go. Yeah, we gotta go. Okay. Well, we're here with two people sitting by the pool that's pretty cool out in the starry starry night so thank you guys for joining us um late late on a saturday you're not out swinging so (laughs) (laughs) no you're talking to us which is exciting (laughs) which is more exciting than swinging as far as i'm concerned Um, do you guys mind sharing for the listeners who you are and a little bit about yourselves and then we'll dive into your story 
Yeah, so um, Sean and Jess, and uh, we've been together for 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, married 11. Um, this all kind of kicked off about a year and a half ago. Um, we decided that we want to do something special for our 10-year anniversary because I've been gone the last couple of them. And so we were talking about going back to uh, Colorado where I went to college and kind of rekindling the, the ambers. Um, we've always had a really good re- relationship, but... Um, I kind of said, screw Denver, let's start looking at places in Mexico. And in doing that, I started coming across some nudist places. And so that looked really cool. That's kind of right up our, our alley. We've always been the couple that gets naked. Yep. We're always, <laughs> we're always the couple that's naked. If, like, if it's party it, with friends, we're all getting naked one yeah. way or another. And I'm probably instigating it. Yeah. Um, so we... <laughs> Yeah, so we came across Desires, and um, I floated it to her, and uh, she's like, hell yeah, let's go. And so we booked, and then we freaked out for about a week yeah, afterwards. We freaked out. And then um, <laughs> one of the uh, guys on the Desire forum uh, contacted us and put us with a kick group of folks that were going uh, at the same time. And so that started talking to people about podcasts and get educated. And um, we talked for probably three months before we went to a club, and then did a club locally, and within maybe we knew we liked it yeah as soon as we walked walked in in. the door we're like this is us so yeah yeah so when you booked desire did you know it was more than a nudist um yeah okay just curious we like being naked but not being able to do anything i like the idea of just being able to be public and have sex and be in front of people and just no rules yeah so we definitely had to educate ourselves though we didn't know what the lifestyle was we knew we knew about swinging but uh-huh. Lifestyle was a new phrase for us, and we didn't know the rules and podcasts or kind of where that helped out. Right. So, real quick, just um, if you don't mind us asking, are you got you? It looks like you're maybe roughly thirty five ish, mid thirties. I'm thirty eight. Jess is thirty one. Okay. It's dark. So good. Good I, guess. You you got right in the middle. Right in the middle. Good job. I learned to guess low after my, yeah. I had a tragic incident a few episodes ago that I've edited out, so no one will ever know. But. <laughs> he did call someone like 10 years older than they were. <laughs> Wait, was it the woman or the male? It was the, the whole, the whole it was shebang. Both of them. <laughs> so anyway, I guess I try to guess low now. You guys are like, what, 18, 19? <laughs> yep, yep. Every, every year just keep telling me that. Right. So what got you guys originally talking about it? I mean, was it just the being naked around other people and going when you're at parties and then one thing led to another or was there? Well, like we've, like I said, we've always been that couple. So even go- back when we were dating, um, we would talk about just going to a swinging club just for the sheer fact of being able to dress sexy and have sex in front of other people. And we went as far as uh, the one club we were looking at. You had to get, you had to send in pictures and get um, approved to do it. So we went as far as sending pictures in and kind of, I think, chickened out or not yeah. really sure what happened, but just kind of fell off the backside. And uh, we didn't really we talk never, about it. You know, insert we went ten years without even like bringing it back up. Insert kids and everything else, but we still, I mean, we we had the sex swing, we had the camera, and we were always mm-hmm. the the ones that were the experts from what our friends were were wild. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an easy, um, once we started talking about it, we knew we wanted public play. That was the big thing about going to desire. That was the biggest thing. And we made the rule of, you know, it's about us. We're going to do whatever we want to do. And nothing was off the table, but we were going to take it baby steps. And that's what we've done. Um, so was your first experience then going to desire? Oh, they said they went to well, a local we club. Oh, you went to a local club first. I see it, but you had already booked Desire, right? Yeah, exactly. And we were we were super nervous going to the club on the drive there, and then walking around kind of like eyes wide open. And it was like as soon as we took our clothes off, it was like that all went away. It was, yeah, that's when we knew we we're like, yep, this is for us. Yeah, I was really like I walked around, I just felt uncomfortable, and then as soon as I took my dress off and just walked around in my bra and panties, I was like. Okay, now I'm way more comfortable. <laughs> why? Why do you think that is? Like, because I can relate to that. I don't I have know. No idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Maybe I, just yeah. like the superficial, more like, like. We know we're here for a reason. We might as well take off our clothes. Yeah, like it just puts and it puts your your real self out there. Like you almost take that veil of whatever we all try to portray every day when we walk out into the world, and like you take that off when you get naked, and it's just like okay. 
we're here, we're real. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was fun. So, so that, that first trip to the club, did you guys have a whole bunch of like, it sounds like you had started listening to podcasts to learn about the lifestyle before the club. Yes. Mm-hmm. So going into that, had you like laid out your rules and what, how you guys wanted to approach it? Or did you go into it with just like, we're just going to go and check it out and see what happens. We talked about um, what we we're comfortable with and we knew that kissing was uh, for me, at least she had a lot more um, concerns about kind of how things would progress um, but I was the only person she's ever been with, too. I've had casual sex before, so I know that it could be just what it is. And so I went in there saying, like, look, you can kind of you can kiss. We can talk about a soft swap if it comes up. We knew full swap was off the table. We knew we were going in with baby gloves on. And so we went in and we did public play and talked to a few people, had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, met some very sexy people on the way out that we uh, got along with really good. And we got to the point where we finally were having such a good time that we're like, we, we pulled away and said, Hey, we should go soft swap with them and see if they want to. And we went to go talk to them. And as soon as we walked up, they called last call for drinks and everybody started disappearing. We're like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and so did you guys follow up after that and have some more experiences before desire? Or was it like nightclub no. then straight to desire? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now we've been talking to the, our, our kick group, uh, for, like for months, three months, four months. Before we actually point. went, yeah. Yeah, so we felt we, and we met well, up with a couple too. Yeah, we did meet up with them. Um, but it was a very just vanilla dinner. Right, they were brand new too, so it was kind of like working through the nerves and just kind of like, oh, these are normal people, and everybody was kind of feeling each other out. And um, so by the time we went down there, we were pretty comfortable with the way our group was going to interact, and we were comfortable with the people we were going with. So as soon as we got there, clothes were off immediately, and we had friends and. Yeah. Jumped right into it. Yeah. I think that a lot of people would be intimidated by their first real experience being a full week at a, like, desire takeover, some type of lifestyle resort. Did you guys find that that worked pretty well for you as a, as an introduction, an introductory, like, experience to the lifestyle? I'd say. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 We weren't, we weren't worried about that at all. No. By that point. And we weren't the shy. We weren't shy at all. No, Which we that knew. definitely helps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we knew going into it that um, we were going to, all we cared about was each other. And our, our main rule was, hey, this is for us. We're going. It doesn't matter what happens as long as you and I are together. And we talked about if we have a bad experience, it doesn't matter. We come back to each other. If we get jealous, it doesn't matter. We come back to each other. And so going into it, we had no expectations beyond that. And then it was Jess's 31st birthday, too. So she threw it on the table that she wanted 31 body shots off of her, with her, somehow, with everybody mixed between. And I think we lost count at 28, and that was like 2 p.m. So yeah. <laughs> so you got to at least 31. Oh, and, oh definitely. It went way, way beyond above that, that at yeah. the hot tub afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So. so did you guys, how did the week progress for you? Did you, it sounds like you showed up. With full swap on the table, is that what you guys stuck to, or did you renegotiate throughout the week? Full swap, I think, at that point was still scary yeah. for us. Yeah, full we, swap wasn't on the table, but definitely soft swap. Uh, we said that we told each other, hey, nothing is off the table per se. However, but we would need to discuss we would need to it take, for sure we need to take, right, take baby steps first and then discuss, see how we feel, take the next step, how we see how we feel. But the second day... Uh, we knew we wanted to push our limits. And the second day, the friends that we met prior to that. Um, Which was the day of all the body shots. Yeah. yeah. The, the friends <laughs> we met the kid group uh, for a date. Uh, that was the first time Jess wanted to see somebody else go down on me. And so she asked if it was okay. And I said yes. And the other person said yes. Yeah. And so that was that. Sean got his first double blow job. Nice. Yeah. And then a trip. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the first day. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. And did you, or did you guys see jealousy creep up at all that week? We had, yeah, we had yeah. that same night. Um, we had a disconnect and we were with a couple that we are extremely good friends with now and that we've actually gone on vacation with a few times. Um, and they've been our first with our first complete swap. soft swap and our first with a full swap. Full swap as well, yeah. So we were super comfortable with them. Um, we were hanging out by the jacuzzi. We shut the jacuzzi down. Uh, they turned the lights out and the bartender went away. And, um, I thought 
in my defense, we've been drinking all day. Um, but I thought I was connected to Jess and I just had a really good time with the wife and Jess wasn't feeling as connected. And so it got to a point where we were all kind of going back to our rooms anyway. And, um, well, it was like 5 a.m. Yeah, it was like 5 a.m. And so we got back and Jess was not happy. Um, <laughs> she was extremely jealous and she didn't communicate and she took a shower, went to bed and I felt absolutely terrible. Probably the worst I've ever felt. And, um, stayed up for the next few hours thinking about it. Next day we got up and we reconnected. We talked, we yeah, talked we about, talked the for, next day. Talked about just... it for a while and we came back to a good place. And then we had the most amazing toe curling plate experience after that between me and her. And then it was all good. And yeah. so, yeah, we just talked it through. Yeah. And sometimes you need to take a little time, like you said, just like to sleep and and revisit in the morning, you know, like after drinking all day, you're like, I just need, I know I'm upset, but I want to take a little bit of time before I um, talk to you about it. Yeah. Like I felt like I needed to like gather my thoughts a little bit. Like I felt like if we would have talked about it then I would have, you know, said something I didn't really mean or, you know, I just needed to take some time. Cool down. Yeah. 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 I have the, the things that cause that jealousy. Have you guys been able to figure out what those were and, how to avoid them in the future? Yes. Um, our biggest, so we've had jealousy, I'd say like real jealousy issues three times. And I think what we've kind of come to the, is if we're not getting, I wouldn't say the same play, but if we're disconnected and not noticing the other person is either not feeling comfortable or, um, not getting what they want that that kind of creeps in. It's, it's hard in the moment. Like I've noticed like in the moment, it's hard to, even if you're the one that's feeling jealous, it's hard to, I don't know, like recognize it a little bit. It's not really, for me at least, it's not really until like I get home or the next day where I'm like, that's when I'm like, okay, like, I don't really know how I felt about that. But in, the, in the moment, I'm just like, eh, just go with it a little bit, I I'd guess. Say, yeah, yeah. The same thing for me. I knew, I was, I knew. I didn't feel super great. I didn't know why. And I was still going with it and having a really good time. So it was like 10% not feeling cool. And then 90%, Hey, we're hanging out with friends and everything's great. And then it wasn't until like later that night and early that day that I'm like talking to Jess about not sure how I feel. And that's kind of what it came to. But And every time it's happened, we've been with people that we are really close friends with. So it's never been like somebody that we've, you know, just met locally a few times. It's like, you know, people that we've seen multiple times, like right. in and out of the room, you know. And so I think for us, you know, it, it, sometimes it is hard, even if you understand what's going on, to be the one to pull the plug. You know, if you, oh, yeah. if everyone's having fun and you're like, I'm not having fun, but you don't want to ruin everyone else's fun. So even if you know it's difficult and if you're not sure, it's even harder because you're like, well, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah. And, and then... Six, seven hours later, you figure out, you're like, oh, I'm not, I didn't like that or something, you know. So it's, you're, you're constantly finding yourself, especially at the beginning, in situations you're not used to. You don't practice for them, right? So, yeah. Right. I'd say we're, we've been around for, I mean, we've been in the lifestyle, I would say, for a year from our first club experience. However, we haven't had a ton of play experiences. Um, with me, with my work schedule, I'm gone a lot. So, we fit them in where we can and it's gone a couple months with dry spells and then a month or two where it's not. Yeah. So, but you know, and jealousy doesn't also come into play when we're out with a couple, it'll be just like us communicating with each other. Sometimes it'll be like, Oh, just you saying that or talking about that makes me a little jealous right now. So I feel like when we're just talking about it between the two of us, it's a little bit um, easier for, to recognize that that's how you're feeling and, process it and then move past it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Have you guys hit any other roadblocks over the last year besides jealousy? No, I, I don't think so. No? Um, we've talked to, out of all the people we've met, it seems like everybody's got that story of like, especially in the beginning, they've had that one time where it wasn't cool or but the couple they met were weird or, you know, they had a bad experience. I think we've been really lucky. super lucky that, yeah, 99% of our interactions have been super positive. Yeah. yeah. No, that is. Lucky. Maybe it's our ma- 
Maybe it's our yeah. math skills. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just credit yourself, right? Right. We're navigating this yeah. perfectly, so this is why. You know? <laughs> have, have you guys um, typically searched to meet, like, friends with benefits, or are you guys also into, like, hey, we just want to meet, have a great time tonight, and maybe we'll never see you again? Or Our personal preference would be friends with benefits. Yeah. However. However. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of luck. So, the you know, I, I said I was gone all the time. One thing we've been doing, like, when we first started was we'd go on SLS and we try to make dates and you're talking on kick and it keeps going, like... It turns into, like, you're chatting with these people for forever and it sucks because Sean's schedule's so crazy. So then it's, like, you almost feel bad because it's, like, ah, I really like you and I want to see you and I want to meet you, but... I'll see you the next... My husband's gone. Yeah, for, third Tuesday oh. of the next, you know, three months down the road. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. So, right. So it's easier to just go out and meet people at the club a little bit. And we've been really lucky. Yeah, very privileged to meet some very sexy people and have a really good time a uh, couple weekends this last month. So, And I didn't think that I would enjoy that at all. I thought that like building the relationship over kick first mm-hmm. and then meeting and not even like playing on the first date meeting for drinks and then playing later. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I just had a, we don't play on the first date rule until we went to the club and met some sexy yeah. people. And she's like, we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think too, I, you got to kind of work with the schedules that you're given. Right. And if, if for you guys, you know, this is the one day we're free for the next two months, you're going to kind of want to make stuff happen. And, and do you ever yeah. feel almost too much pressure when you show up in that situation have you have you experienced that at all or is it pretty much just happy go lucky have you no, no, i haven't felt I any so. pressure i think we've we've always have you felt pressure i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> we i think i think every play session or any possible play session we approach it the same way we have from the get-go is like this is about us as long as we come out on the other end you know it's we're having a good time then We'll see. Yeah. A really good friend from Desires, actually, that we are, you know, we talk to quite often now, um, gave us some really good advice at Desires when we first started. What did he tell you? Yeah. So he said, this is all about you. It doesn't matter about anything else. Make it about you. And then everything else will fall in place. And yeah. We kind of took that to heart and it's worked out. So every play session, you know, we go into it and like, this is about me and this is about Sean and this is about our enjoyment and so no pressure. And I think we've also, from the get-go, we've also said what's important is that um, we would rather leave the situation wanting more than to go, that was regret. a little too much. Yeah. And yeah. so it's actually progressing to full swap or even soft which swap. Took, I mean, which took, took us a year. Yeah, it took to a year to get to swap. full swap. Um, it took six months, I think, to get to a complete soft swap. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? So... Um, there's been a lot of times where we've walked away and both of us are smiling ear to ear, wishing, you know, just like, oh, I wish something more had happened, but you know, it served us well. Yeah. yeah. The kind of the baby steps is the best yeah. way to do it for you guys. Yeah. I think a lot of people experience that, like the hesitancy to move to the, to the full swap. Was there something that was holding you guys back and what, what ultimately made you decide like, hey, tonight's the night we're ready to, to give it a try? We, we had tried. Like, yeah. We knew, we knew we were ready way before we got the opportunity to. It just felt like a nat- nat- Both of us said it felt like a natural, natural progression. Natural progression, yeah. yeah. And um, there was a, we were having a really, really good soft swap session. And it was like, we could see it going to the next level. And we didn't because we hadn't talked about it. We knew we wanted to talk about it first. And then we tried because of schedules and because of everything else. It just didn't work out until we got to go on vacation with the couple from desires and uh we were super comfortable with them we knew we were getting ourselves into and uh, and they they knew what we wanted yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah they definitely knew what we wanted (laughs) and i'm assuming they were gladly uh accepting of what you guys wanted (laughs) or i guess they fulfilled your fantasies (laughs) maybe that's a better way to say it we filled many of them yeah a lot of fantasies with those guys (laughs) um when you said you what were you? No, I was waiting for you to ask your question. Okay. When you get, you said you've learned quite a bit from podcasts and just from um, talking to people, you know, can you expand on that a little bit? What types of things have you learned 
you know, rules for one. That was a big one with Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Yeah, just know. finding out what the rules, period, were. Just, and then talking yeah. about our own rules. So we would, like, listen to, you know, other people talk about what their rules were. And then we would sit down and talk about it and discuss it and talk about how we would feel in that situation or whatnot. And that was a big thing in helping us develop, like, what we thought we would be okay with and what we weren't okay with. And then I think, too, talking about knowing the jealous, like, knowing the issues of, like, jealousy or hurt feelings or any of those bad feelings can come up and just knowing that they're going to come up sometimes it's not a big deal if it does, as long as you, you really recognize what's going on, recognize that you're going to be maybe angry or pissed, recognize that it doesn't, everybody's feelings. It doesn't matter if it, you don't agree with it. Feelings are feelings and you feel what your feelings are and just knowing that they may happen. And so that it's okay. And to know that we can sit and talk about it and know that we're not going to hurt each other and kind of get the practice of, talking about it and talking about rules and talking about our feelings and all that and getting a real good communication beforehand has made it we've really, a lot. yeah, we've talked a lot <laughs> and it's made, it's made everything better. Um, I mean, even stupid arguments, like, you know, everybody gets into their occasional little tiff about oh, something yeah. and, you know, beforehand, it would, you know, everybody gets in the corner and gets all butt hurt and it would take a day to realize you're both idiots and you just miss each other. And now it's like, okay, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? What are you feeling? What are you, okay, we're good? All right, we're good. So, yeah, we, we all the communication from the lifestyles taught us a lot about our own personal relationship as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we we hear that a lot. You know, people say if, if you can get through the communication about this, you can pretty much communicate about anything. And I think that's one of the, one of the great things that people take away from this for sure. Um, are there are there any other benefits you guys have seen the last year in your relationship that have shifted? <laughs> the sex has been amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's always been good, but it is it's been. I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, it's always been really good, and now it's like panting. And panting, it, you pant. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> That's a level beyond full swap. It's panting. Yeah. Pants, pants swap. Panting. I don't know. We, I mean, we've always been the ones buy toys, and we've always been the ones that have been open. Um, it, I, it's just gotten better. Yeah. A lot better. And, uh, yeah. Improving this, your sex life is a tremendous benefit of swinging. So yeah, it's a good one. Like, I mean, just overall in general too, like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm more happy in everyday life. Yeah. It feels almost like a part of how how to put it, feel more alive. If that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. just, you're always looking forward to something else. Yeah, yeah you know. I was gonna say, are you? Do you feel more like true to yourself that you guys are actually doing something for your relationship that, and and also like something that you may have wanted for a while? So I think before, like I said, we've always had a really good relationship. We've always had a really good sex life, but the year prior to getting to the lifestyle for me because of my schedule and because of work. And then we had, we had our third kid unexpectedly. Uh, And you just get through the day to day stuff of like, Oh, you go to work, you come home, you feed the kids, you try to get boring. You know, it's just boring every day. Good. Not, I mean, still good stuff. It was still good. Like it was good, boring, but it was still boring. And so when we started doing this and we were getting all excited about it and, just the sexy chats back and forth and started like sending pictures to each other again. And, you know, talking about Sean what we're going to do to each other coming home for lunch. Yeah. We have to come, come home for lunch a lot more often. You know, <laughs> active lunch. An active lunch. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just gotten, we're happy. We're very happy. A lot happier. We're yes. happy to be in. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I think that's yeah, amazing. It's awesome. And it's, it's good to see. I mean, it's clearly by like, even though it's a little dark and ominous with the firelight here, uh, <laughs> you can definitely tell you guys are happy and excited. So that's really cool. I think. Yeah. Um, one one of the things you guys talked about earlier was you were always the ones getting naked at parties. Mm-hmm. Now that you're fully into the lifestyle, have you 
continued to do that? And have you, like, told those friends, like, hey, now we also get naked at other parties? <laughs> or or have yeah. you largely kept like, that a secret from people? No. No. I, no. I think... And now, I mean, and people that we used to get naked with, like, now they know that we're in the lifestyle and they still come hang out and get naked with us. I know. Even more now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we, so we were really... I, we wanted to talk to people like we had our kid group, which was a lot of fun, but you know, you want somebody to share your secret with. Yeah. And so we were looking kind of when we first started, like, who can we trust to tell? And I, my brother and I are really close. And so I thought I'd share it with him. And he was kind of your person for a while. Yeah. And he said, as soon as I told him, we were expecting like, he would be super, Oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. He said to me, he's like, no, that totally makes sense. And yeah, all friends said that too. And is, is, is that your only sibling? Just out of curiosity? No. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, I'm the oldest of four, and they all know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, so um, you guys are more or less out to everybody in your lives at this point. Yeah, like my, my mom. My mom knows. Sean's mom knows. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so how so, how did that conversation go? Out of curiosity, because I think that's that's not well, something you hear every day. Yeah, so, and I've always been really open with my mom. Like, I'm I'm the only child with for her, and I've never really hidden anything. She's always, you know, been that mom that's, you know, if you ever have a problem or whatever, you can come to me and tell me everything. So when we decided to get into this, like, she knows everything about me. So it was no different for me to go and tell her what we were doing. So, and, we, and she didn't say anything. She's just like, okay. And sometimes she'll even come over and babysit for us to go out. Yeah. And she has to do. And it was, what was funny was we told, after we told my brother and her mom, and they were like, yeah, that makes sense. We started telling other friends that were, I mean, these friends we consider family. Like we've got, we're very lucky that we've got a, a core group of friends that we consider family. You know, their kids call us uh, uncle and auntie and they, we do the same with them. And, um, but to a T, every person we told said this about the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess we were that way to begin with. <laughs> you had that, that swinger vibe. Yeah. So uh-huh. I didn't tell anybody else in my family. Um, I, I, I told them that we were going to Desires because I didn't want to deal with trying to lie. But I didn't tell them what it was. Um, I don't know if my brother told my sister or how she found it or maybe she just Googled it. But we were all down in Florida. And uh, we were in a hotel, and all the whole family was down there. And my brother and my sister uh, were talking to me, or I should say my brother-in-law and um, sister were talking to me. And just out of the blue, she starts asking me about it. And she's like, what about this club? And we're like, well, here's what it is. And she was extremely educated questions. Like, she was very interested in it. And she's like, yeah, I kind of want to go. And so we started talking about it. And at some point, my dad had walked by, and it was an ill-timed joke. But I had mentioned somebody's name, and he said, oh, is that one of your swinger friends? And I said, and I thought that he just knew. I just assumed that he knew. So over Easter, we went to go see my parents, and my brother and his family came up. And we were going, while we were there, we were going to uh, have my parents and my brother babysit the kids so that we could go to Buffalo Toronto. and Toronto to yeah. meet our core group of, friends. Yeah, the group of friends from Desires that we've gone on vacation with. So we had, I think we had six couples i think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. or it doesn't, I, it doesn't matter. matter um so while we're getting ready they had mentioned you know you, you hear about the black ring signifier swinger mm-hmm. and our friends all have them and it was about a year since we had pulled the trigger to go to desire so we're like you know what let's just get some black rings and that'll be our our funny little gift to each other and so we were spending the whole day on amazon trying to like figure out our, our ring size and which ones we liked and my mom was in the room, and I just assumed that if my dad knew, my mom knew. And so I guess about, you know, sometime during the night, it's my, it's just me, my brother, and my mom. And my mom turns to us, and she's like, what exactly does this black ring signify? And my brother just starts tripping over his tongue. He's like, oh, it's like a new age love thing. Or I, 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 I just, <laughs> and just just looks at me, and she's like, I don't know, Sean, what is it? And I turn, and I'm like, well, it signifies that we're swingers. And my mom, if you could have seen, it was like if a nun had to poop while playing poker, was the <laughs> that I got the Irish Catholic in her came out. And I she was just, laughing so hard, I was crying. Like I could not stop laughing. I could not believe that he was just so nonchalantly like, "This is what we are." And 
But yeah, so my brother, he's everybody's cracking up, and I'm just like, oh lord, what happened? And my brother, he's like, okay, I gotta go outside. And then Justin's like, I'll go with you. And they both left me there. So I'm sitting there looking at my mom, and she's looking at me, not saying a word for like about nothing. 30 seconds. And I go, okay, so now you know. Apparently, you probably have questions. So if you have anything to ask, go ahead. And she didn't say anything. I said, okay, well, I'm gonna go out over here. And she. She asked questions later, but then the very next day, she's like, well, if you guys want black rings, you can check out this jewelry shop. (laughs) Maybe not agree, but at least loves us anyway. So so your dad didn't actually know. He just made a joke. And it was the weirdest ill-time joke. Yeah. And it set set the trap for you months later to out yourself to your mom without realizing you were doing it. We would have done it anyway. Yeah. Like, we, like I said, we we are who we are. Line's too hard, so it's. And they knew, like when we went to Desires, you know, she had specifically asked me about it, and I said, "Oh, you know, it's a clothing optional resort," which is is what I told her, and she's like, "Oh, you know, we've been to one of those before." So I just thought they knew. <laughs> yeah. They know now. They know now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hilarious. That's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the the fact that yeah that she was so it was so nonchalant is hilarious. <laughs> uh, so have you guys gotten any pushback from anybody? No, no. Mm-mm. That's amazing. Yeah, that's very that's very good. I mean, and it's encouraging too to hear yeah. that people are starting to come out more and not getting a ton of pushback. So yeah. ha- happy to hear that. Yeah. We have a lot of um, lifestyle friends that come from conservative families, and we hear the stories where they can't tell anybody, and that that sucks. Like I get it, like job wise, especially if you have a high profile job, I get it. That sucks, but not being able to tell the people that you care about, they're super close to you. That that would be tough for me. Yeah, right. Just already feel like you know. I was telling Sean the other day, like just between like you know, my kids, mom, friends and stuff. Like, I feel like I'm just with them. Like I'm leading like a double life a little bit. Like I have like all this sexy time with Sean and the sexy chats and all this buildup. And I feel like on with him, I'm one person. And then with them, I have to be another person. So I love that we just have those vanilla friends where we can be completely who we are. Mm-hmm. That's been, there's been times in the past where we've had, we're lucky that Jess has her mom and her cousin that can come up and babysit. It's a short flight and it's cheap. So if we have a long weekend or if we're going out for, you know, an overnight trip, um, it's worked out where they've been able to come up and it's been uh, really good. <laughs> However, we have also had days where we had our vanilla friends or like friends of, you know, um, moms of friends of our kids. And so we've had the night before we had this really amazing sexy, sexy time her cousin knows we want to chit chat about it. And then we've got the vanilla friend over here. So we're like trying to talk in code while we're like doing the vanilla <laughs> thing and back and forth and try not to trip over our own tongues. And, uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it gets tricky sometimes trying to <laughs> juggle everybody. Um, yeah. We've, we've in just the last couple months had some parties where we've introduced some lifestyle friends to some of our vanilla friends and you know, only half of the people know, right? And so you're you're starting to just like, well, how do you know these people? Why haven't I met them before? And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. And you just kind of like make something up and then... Trivia. Yeah, you have to you have to remember <laughs> the things you can and can't say. And it's it, it, it can be a lot of work, so... Yeah, it's so much easier to just be open and honest with people. And the fact is that, um, I don't know, I think so many people out there just have no clue that this world exists. Um, I mean, I know we got into it really early, but I, I think that there's a lot of people that don't even like would be shocked because they have no idea they even exist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you guys said early on, right? That you started being naked at parties and then you, you delve into the world of podcasts yeah. and you learned a whole sort of a whole new world was there. Is did you have any idea that it was as big as it is when you started doing that? No. Yeah. Like, so we saw a TV show. I don't know if it was Taboo or something back when we back. looked at doing the 
um, club back when we were dating. And so we, you know, they talk about swingers and it was like taboo and, you know, such a kind of fringe thing, but they didn't talk about lifestyle as far as all the different levels or like kind of what it really was. You know, as far as we knew, it was just people getting together and fucking basically. Um, so the whole actual lifestyle element of it, where it's like you and your couple or you and your, your spouse or whoever becoming closer and doing it as a couple or however you choose to do it, that was all new to us. Um, so that was, I guess, one of the biggest things we learned was like how close a lot of these people were and how they were kind of putting their marriage first, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you found that your, your lifestyle friends now are closer friends than your, your vanilla friends? Or it sounds like you guys had pretty uh, advanced vanilla friendships. Maybe. Open mind. Yeah, mind. so it sounds like there wasn't a lot of... We, um, I would I wouldn't say that all of our lifestyle friends are closer than our vanilla friends because, and I think maybe because we travel so you know not travel so much but because a lot of our really close friends don't even live here in New Jersey, um, so I feel like they I could not talk to them for however long and they're still going to be my favorites. Yeah. But as yeah. far as I'd say the the quantity of quality people that we've met that we've gone along with has been dramatically more than in the vanilla world. Yes. Instead of uh, I meet one couple out of 30 that you really want to have more than a five second conversation with. Now it's like every other couple you want to sit down and have like a really long conversation with. And I think the, the few that we've played with or even just got naked with once you kind of break that barrier and have that intimacy, I don't know if maybe that's kind of what, pulls you in to be closer friends from the get-go but well and the fact that you're having sex with them well even not <laughs> not in our you know our kick group friends that we've traveled with multiple times now that we have had sex with yeah, yeah. well some of but the thing is like <laughs> sex is sex is on the, like it's it's an okay topic like that's a key thing yeah. too you know like it's okay to talk about right so i was curious you know being in it for a little over a year now are there still things that you guys are that are on your list of things you would like to do and that you've talked about that are maybe not necessarily goals, but things that you're hoping to experience in the future? So we have talked about a single guy for quite a while. Yeah. Or, I mean, he doesn't have to be single. Or just like a, you know, male, he can, he female can, male. He can have a wife. She just needs to let him come over to our house. <laughs> yeah, that's been for me it's it's been a fantasy but it's also been probably the hardest thing to wrap my head around to start the process of trying to find that well yeah and it's the same it's the same with a female too because i don't know i feel like when we play with a couple it's like i don't know i feel more comfortable than bringing a single person into our bed I don't know why. And, and we're totally fine like if we are playing couple with couple like if somebody has to go get a drink or something like that doesn't like we're fine with yeah someone you know with the three aspect or if somebody can't play for mm-hmm. whatever reason that hasn't been an issue and for whatever reason just trying to do the legwork of finding a single man finding a single yeah it's yeah. been tough yeah. i think it sometimes almost takes a little bit more vetting of people because it, i don't know it just at least in our experience it is tougher to find those people that are actually online there are true people that are real and that you can count on and you can let you can get to know and learn to trust and i don't know the world of online dating is a yeah yeah and i i think almost your your strategy of maybe finding another couple where it's okay for the guy to play separate or it's okay for the Mm -hmm. the uh, woman to play separate and then you, you, cause you still have that element of knowing that they're a secure unit and you don't have some, right. someone coming into your relationship that you can view as a threat then that yeah. they're a yeah. single person just out in the world looking for things and they might, you know, catch feelings, which is not out of the question, even if it's a couple, but you have a little bit more reassurance, I guess. That's a big turn on for us is seeing a couple together that is totally into each other yeah, and yeah. connected like that, that for us is a real big, is a turn on. And it's also a kind of a security thing. Like we yeah. know they're good. So we know that we can let our guard down and, and be comfortable with them. 
Yeah. Um, recently, we did discuss. We did discuss. So. Well, we discussed it previously, but now it's like really coming into. One of the things that I, <clears throat> I'm not into hot wifing at all. It doesn't. That's not a thing that I, um, really care to, thing with. However, um, we've talked about if because I travel so much, the thought of having a couple that we're extremely comfortable with that we had played with a few times that is just friends that like to get naked too. Mm-hmm. Um, just going over there if she had the chance and then being able to experience that. And then me getting to come home to her afterwards, you know, when I get back from my trip and be able to kind of reconnect with her and get her, you know, version of the experience. Hopefully she gets, you know, her toes curled and ravaged and has a really good time and then comes back and we do the same thing. Yeah. And so we actually, although I don't know if I'm ready to take that step for with him. I don't know if I'm ready to send you off and that's, to be with the husband. And that's and wife. Fine. Yeah. We talked about it. We had a couple that we are close with that um, we had a good weekend with the other day and just the and other just, day we trust them. Yeah. yeah. We trust them and you know, completely. And the other day I was sitting at work early in the morning and it just popped in my head like, Holy cow, it'd be hot if Jess went over there the day before I got back and, you know, got to get, Mm-mm. her full experience and it didn't happen you guys yeah, I didn't... <laughs> sorry wah, wah. sorry to bum you out yeah. <laughs> yeah but it sounds like the the gears are in motion at this point that it, it definitely could happen yeah, it definitely could happen yeah and, and i will say from somebody who has had that happen it is a lot of fun so <laughs> i think the, the kind of the um thing that's going to slow us down is so we've played right before I've left. So we played the night before I left. And then the next day I had to leave for a trip. This last, so this trip that he's on now, which he has to leave again for tomorrow, but we played the very night before he left. And it's been the hardest and the longest six days of my life. It's just, I mean, we had a really good experience, um, had a lot of fun and just that reconnect. I think we needed like a full 24 hours to, to reconnect and just have me and him. And he still stayed home till what, like five o'clock ish. Yeah. But still, that just wasn't long enough. It's like all day so instead been, of reconnecting. All I could think about was like, okay, you're leaving me. And we've been yeah. on pins and needles. Last so night was it, a really good night. Yeah, we're, we may have woken all the neighbors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a successful night. <laughs> but with sending Jess off, I I don't. It would have to be the day, at least for the initial. It would have to be the day before I got back because there's no way I could last six days or five days or three days waiting to get back to you and reconnect. No, that'd be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to mention too, like when you said that just, you're not quite ready to send him off. I think it's one thing that we've learned in this lifestyle too, is like, it's okay to be on different pages as long as you're open and honest about it. Like I know Finn wanted was more interested up front in me playing alone than I was having him play alone. And that happened first, but then eventually I got to a point where he's had a couple of experiences playing by himself and it was kind of baby steps into that. And I don't know why it took me a little longer to get comfortable with that. I think, um, probably jealousy, but I, that's something that it can take time. And I think it's fine to be on different pages about and work through that over time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'll never get there, but well, and I think eventually, I just think, I don't know if I have much interest do that just because part of what this whole experience is for me is watching Jess. And that's been one of the, the greatest things about this is I get to see the things leading up to um, dates or flirting that I never got to see when we were dating. And so Jess gets this very nervous, cute smile <laughs> that drives me crazy when she's texting and flirting and, you know, kind of getting worked up or getting nervous before a date. And I get to see you know, all those things that I never really got to see when we were dating and it's super sexy and it drives me crazy. So part of my thing is being with her for the experience. Um, not that I wouldn't have fun if I got sent off to whatever, but for me, it's not as fun as it is to hear her experiences or be with her or see her have her experiences. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and And I think too, people ebb and flow in this and, you know, after, a couple of years, you start to think, oh, that would be fun, and you do it, and then maybe you don't do it again. And it's just a, it's it's all about exploring and talking and finding the new things that are exciting. And yeah, 
the the fun thing is there's no right or wrong way to do it. Well, I guess there are some wrong ways to do it. <laughs> there are definitely some wrong ways but, to do it. <laughs> but there's no there's no one right way to do it. And I think that's the really fun part that we've, you know, come to see over the last, I don't know, eight, ten years that we've been doing this is that everybody mm-hmm. does it a little different and they all seem to make it work for them. And and I think We've seen some people that don't quite make it work too, <laughs> but majority of people do. Yeah. And I think you you meet some really wonderful people um, when you can be open about who you are and what you're interested in. And, and like when sex is part of the conversation or it can be, it doesn't have to be all the time. It just takes down barriers that, you know, you get to meet amazing people. Yeah, I would agree. 100%. Yeah, everybody. We've, you know, because of kind of feeling like we've always been those folks, we've always had those conversations in our head that we want to have with everybody and with our core group of friends, we would for, to an extent but now that we can just there's no real barriers you can just talk about whatever you want and be like you know oh we had this experience of the day and i had this butt plug in and blah blah blah, blah. And like, it was really fun <laughs> and nobody bats an eye they're like oh that's cool i want one so right like which one was it <laughs> yeah it's, I, I found that too like Take a picture? yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some of the conversations that you have in this lifestyle are so they would be so wild and crazy if you were to have them outside of the lifestyle. But since you're having them there, it's just, it, it, it becomes so normal and mundane. And then you hear your friends in like vanilla world talking about something and they're like, Oh my God. And you're just sitting there like, I don't know, this isn't weird to me. <laughs> and then it's, or, then or you want to insert a comment, but you know, you shouldn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to bite my tongue a lot at work. People right. make comments just look straight ahead. Don't say anything. <laughs> So, yeah, I I was curious. One of the things we like to ask people about is how they navigate safety and safer sex within the lifestyle. Is that something that was an issue, something you guys talked about when you started getting to it? Was the concerns about contracting something or what you would do if you did and how you would handle that? Um, I guess we never really talked about what we would do if we did, but I mean, we've. I mean, it ob- it. well, yeah. yeah, but I mean, and it's obvious, like, yeah, so safe we're, all we're, the way, yeah, we're safe play all the time, um, at least full swap. And I, you know, I think we pick pretty good. Generally, we know people beforehand, and I think we pick pretty well. good well, up until recently, at least. <laughs> <laughs> in, so, in those club situations, were you guys still able to try to have that conversation of like, were you tested or do you guys typically rely on the condoms and to, to be your safety barrier? I guess we rely on condoms. Like we've never had that conversation, but maybe we should. Yeah. Have you guys used, uh, barriers for oral sex out of curiosity or is it mostly, I mean, obviously just condoms for penetration, but yeah, yeah, that's it. No, no barrier. Yeah. I was just curious. And I mean, Oh no, no judgment whatsoever. Yeah. It was just, (laughs) Curious about how you guys handle it, because I think that's something that people, a lot of times when they're getting into this struggle with is their number one concern or one of the number one stigmas you hear is that all the swingers out there are just riddled with diseases. And we all know it's not true, but it's something that when you're getting into this, that's easily the number one concern people have that or you're going to leave me for your for somebody else. Was my number one concern. Yeah, I'd say not, not the. Just had this notion in her head that I was somehow going to find this magical pussy that was going to sweep me away with some floozy, and then she was going to be left in the rearview mirror. And that was I. I'd say ninety, well, not ninety, like a large percentage of our talks were just reentering, like, "Hey, that's not the case. This is why." And then when we took those baby steps, not jumping right into it and being able to come back and be like look, see, it was not a big deal. You know, I'm not going anywhere. If you could jump in my skin and feel how I feel about you, like you would <clears throat> realize how silly that is to me and not to her feelings, but just the kind of the fact that she, that I would well, ever I have think that it's happen. Just because I, I've never, I'd never had just casual sex with anybody. Like, yeah. So I was her first. We, you know, we yeah. met when you were 17. And, 17 yeah. yeah. So I, you know, all this, sex is just you know you're connected with that person you love that person so i and i I had to work through that and i would say we were fiercely protective of each other um not jealousy issues but 
fiercely protective of our relationship and anybody that kind of broke that inner circle, you know, was not, I don't know how to put that, but it was not something that we considered swapping at any point until recently. Yeah. Like in the last year or so, just because we were like, we just couldn't cross our minds, I guess. Like we were so protective of each other that I don't know when something I, I considered really. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I still thought about other women because they're hot, but. <laughs> that has nothing to do. <laughs> do, you, do you guys think if, if one of you was to say, Hey, I woke up tomorrow and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Would the other one be a hundred percent like, cool. We don't, I don't need to do this anymore. Or do you feel like. Yeah. We've talked about that a bunch. That, that's one of our rules is, uh, you know, everybody has, anybody. We can say no at any point in time, whether it's a person or a couple or, or just um, being done just all being together. done all together. But I think that being said, um, being able to go away from the sexy lifestyle and being able to be open and even I'd say going to clubs and just being with each other, that would be hard. I like we'd have to talk. I like about being that. watched way too much to yeah, give that up. We do like being watched. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. I was just curious, like, if you guys have well, talked about that, like, if one of you says, hey, we're done. So. Yeah, if we had a really bad experience. Um, and we need to take a break, or even if we did say, like, eh, I don't think this is for me anymore. Like, So when I had my jealousy issue, the next day I was in, like, a, a really vulnerable spot where had just approached it differently, I could have. I seen myself kind of putting a halt on things for a little bit and it like nothing even happened. Like she didn't cross any lines. She didn't break any rules. Nothing really happened. It was just a feeling that I had. It was just like that uncomfortable, like, and it got in my head. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, ah, I don't like and it. This was like after a night of play with other people. Uh, uh, I don't even, we weren't even really, we didn't even play with them. No, we just kissing Kissed and, and touched. Yeah. And so, um, had just, been like oh what are you talking about it's no big deal i would have put up my barriers immediately but instead because i guess we had the practice she was like cool and talk about it let me know what's up and it took a little bit of me just kind of working through it and then by the end of the car ride on the way home i'm like full on we're good no big deal so yeah yeah because you're allowed to feel whatever you want to feel and we'll work through it yep so I think that's good advice. I was going to say, yeah. that's very good advice. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the next questions we like to ask people is if there's any last words of wisdom or any other tips that you would like to share. And that was a very good one that she just said. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, for us, um, I mean, I don't feel like we're experienced in any way, shape or form, but uh, the biggest thing for us was getting educated as much as possible before you take the first couple steps. Um, podcasts have been a huge help just kind of, I guess we're living through other people's mistakes and being able to talk about them with actually without, without actually making them. Um, so that was huge for us. And then after that, just ripping off the bandaid and like jump in, jump in, and, you know, see where you end up, you know, yeah. just make sure that you're good with it and you keep talking about stuff. Yeah. And, and if you happen to make one of those mistakes, you'll work through it. Like you said, yeah. And have, we've, we've said have, you're, you're allowed to feel what you're going to feel and just talk about it and work through it. And that we've said, you know, when we do our talking, like we're going to make mistakes and yeah. we're allowed to make mistakes and that's not the end of the world. You know, you fix mistakes and you go from there. Yeah. So the fact that we've gone into it and we know we're going to fuck up at some point, somebody's going to do something human. or we're not going to be connected. Like, you know, or we're going to miss a cue or you're going to think I'm thinking something that I'm not, but that's okay. And we work about it or we talk about it and we work on it. And then we know next time to kind of look out for it. Yeah. It's done. It's good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you guys have shared a lot of your resources and tips and tricks. So I have another, a curveball question that we've only asked one other time. Go for it. Okay. Your funniest lifestyle blooper that has happened for either one of you or both of you. Oh, you have to tell the, uh, the con, the condom story. The condom story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you think that's it? Yeah, I think that's a good I one. I wasn't paying attention. So <laughs> this couple that we're, we're uh, really good friends with that um, we had gone on a date before, but they invited us to their house. 
and we, we were, I was really nervous about going to someone's house because it's like when you're out in public, you know, you're like, okay, you that like, out. yeah. Yeah. And then you go to somebody's house and you just never know. So I was very nervous leading up to going out with them. Yep. And, um, we thought for sure that they, and I think they said it maybe was still in their profile, but I thought for sure that they were soft swap only. And at the time we were, we were just soft swap. Yeah. We'd already talked about like, Hey, I think full swaps eventually on the table, but we walked into their door, not thinking that we were going to play at all. Yeah. Like we thought for sure we were gonna have some drinks and talk and then go home. And they, they pulled out a Jenga game. Things got moving with some swinger, uh, dares. Yeah. yeah. And we ended up, um, getting up to the bedroom. Now at the time leading into that, Jess had a rule uh, that I wasn't allowed to, sorry, I just don't want you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Okay, no, go ahead. It's okay to have dumb rules at some points. We all have them. <laughs> so she didn't want me to, because it was kind of a new thing for me to finish on her. That has never been something that I liked, and she's never really liked it. And recently, it's been something we both kind of liked. So the rule was, like, I couldn't finish. If she was into it, I couldn't finish in her mouth, and I couldn't finish on her. And so I was... A little bit like, yeah. oh, well, and, that's a weird he, rule. Like, what, really what do I do? He gave me a hard time about it because he's like, well, where do we want do we I need do to stop it? And like, I'm like, no, you put it in your hand or in like, the condom <laughs> or whatever. Did it shoot on the wall or is, I don't know. <laughs> up in the ceiling fan? Just <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so that was that was a rule. And then we get into the situation where we're um, soft swapping and having a good time. And then she turns to me. Wait, and she, you have to, we have to lay out the other side of the story too because where was I at when she did that? I don't know. You were 69. And, yeah. yeah so. so I was really busy. And so she turns to me after we soft swap for a little bit and she says, Hey, do you have a condom? I'm like, condom? No, I don't have a condom. She's like, wait, you don't have a condom? And then Jess pops her head up. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to do that. And she's like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, he can't come. And I knew that she meant that I can't come on her. And she, the confusion on everybody's face, I saw the whole thing. So I knew... I knew where the confusion was. I knew that she was like, what the hell? I only like, heard part of the situation, part of the story. I was busy. So the wife is thinking, she's like, so he can't come. What are we doing? And then she's over there, like just going. To mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, as the conversation's going, the husband goes, I'm going to come. And then he comes. And so we, we had to kind of like take a break for a second and be like, okay, okay. We're not, we're not full swap yet. It, it might be on the table if we had more time. And then we kind of explained what was going on. And we've moved past we've that. Moved rule past now. Yeah. So but that was like that, just the, the cone of confusion where everybody's like, wait, he can't come. What the hell? And just <laughs> did not get what she was saying and was just completely oblivious, probably because she had, she was a little busy I was at the busy. moment. Yeah. I only heard part of the story. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> that was a good flipper. Yeah. Was a good yeah. yeah. The miscommunication. The miscommunication. <laughs> Well, cause and for some people that may be a rule, like if somebody's not allowed to come, maybe that's a part of like the yeah. teasing aspect of that, of that couple's play or something, but like yeah. to not lay that out and not say that ahead of time and then just like throw it out in the middle of plays. <laughs> we screwed ourselves because they asked us ahead of time. They're like, well, what rules do you yeah. have? And we're like, we're like, eh. we're like oh, I guess we don't have, because we thought it was soft. So we're like, yeah, I, guess I we thought don't they were rules. just soft too. And I think we were still a little embarrassed to, <laughs> to be like, uh, yeah, I can't come on here in your mouth. Like it just felt weird to say. So I just kind of <laughs> deal with it when it happened. And I didn't expect it to happen like that. No. <laughs> we've moved past that now. Yeah, we're good now. That's... So now, now you can come on anybody anytime you want. That's <laughs> 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 hilarious. Well, that, I think that's a perfect, a perfect place to end it. If, unless you guys have anything else you want to say and get off your chests or on your chests, whatever. <laughs> I like what you did there. Like yeah, did. it just came to me in the moment. I went with it. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. All right. We really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to our story. Oh, absolutely. Oh, we you. we love that you guys reached out to us and we're willing to share it and stay up late for us. We yeah. appreciate it. One other really quick thing. You mentioned a whole bunch. You learned a lot from podcasts. Is there any resources that you'd want to um, tell other people that you really benefited from? 
So the Joneses. <coughs> Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Yeah, we got a thing. Um, their episode about, I think it was episode 25, about rules. Who you even know the episode number? Stuck, well, it was that one that stuck out, and I talked to you about it. Um, and then there was one where they talked to a, I think a psychologist, but she was also a swinger. And mm-hmm. so she talked a lot about the lid flipping and, like, you know, what to expect. And that kind of made it easier to recognize when we're like, oh, shit, we're pissed about something. Yeah. To be like, okay, well, here's what's happening. Here, let's back off. Let's figure out what's going on. Right. Um, and then um, Swinger Diaries has had a lot of really good information, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would that, say Mr. and Ms. Jones my favorite, though, for, like, learning good yeah. information. Yeah. And then that, that couple next door uh, has had a lot of really good stories, very sexy stories, too, yeah. that we feel like. But, yeah. 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 Cool. Excellent. Thank you. That Perfect. Helped. It was helpful. Well, yeah, thanks again for sharing and for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we had a great time talking to you guys. And we we will keep in touch and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Yeah, thanks. You too. Bye. 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 You're going to do our It's Us again. I was going to say, we're back. Oh, that's different. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) So thank you to Sean and Jess for reaching out, coming on, and sharing their awesome story. And, uh, yeah, I don't think we got much else to say about them. No, it was great. We had a wonderful time talking to them. Yeah, and we've actually been in touch with them recently. Things are still going great for them. They're actually doing more stuff than they've ever been doing before. So congrats to them. Exciting. Next week. We have an interview with a single guy. Yep, his name is Angus, and he's going to be talking to us about the bull side of the bull cuckold hot wife sort of dynamic yeah so that is a super exciting one that we did and it'll be in your ears in one week see you all then oh wait you can find us please reach out to us our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com we'd love to hear from everyone everyone now we can now we can end it okay